This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. To download more lectures, learn more about our project, and to help support it, visit www.bayina.com slash dream. That's B-A-Y-Y-I-N-A-H slash dream. You are free to share these recordings with family and friends. Thank you and Jazakumullah Khairan for helping us make our dream a reality. الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن استنى بسنته إلى يوم الدين اللهم اجعلنا منهم ومن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر أمين يا رب العالمين ثم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We've reached the uh, درس on the 94th surah surah al-inshirah also called surah alam nashrah Inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be first as usual doing a study of the coherence and its connection with the surah that preceded it. And on that note, we begin with a practice of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, who used to recite both wadduha and alam nashrah together in one raka'ah in salah without even breaking for bismillah. He used to recite them together and almost as though they're one continuation or one discussion. And even from its language, we learned that these two surahs are very, very close to each other. Further fortifying this is the opinion of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu who, who comments on Alam nashrah laka sadrak Roughly translated, did we not expand your chest especially for you? When he commented on this, he said this is ma'tuf this, this is a continuum of what already came in the previous surah When Allah said, Alam yajidka yatiman fa'awa Didn't we, you know, didn't your, he find you an orphan And then provide you shelter, which is what we talked about last time so in the style, alam yajidka, alam nashrah, there's already a continuum. Now inshallah ta'ala, some other things. First of all, the other parallels between these two surahs, surah al-duha and then surah al-inshirah, is that both of them are exclusively together addressing the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa You know in the Qur'an you have sometimes Allah is talking to the disbelievers, sometimes He's talking to the believers, sometimes He's talking to the people of the book, etc., etc. The different addressees. But in these two surahs back to back, the exclusive audience is the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the, the, the pronoun ka, you know, alam nashrah la ka sadraka, right? Similarly in the previous surah, ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala. So that was, both of them are addressing the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam exclusively. Later on, we're going to find another pair of surahs in this series of surahs towards the end of Qur'an. Where again the exclusive address is to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa And those will be Surah Al-Kawthar إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ Al-Kawthar And then إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ Right, both of those two are going to have the sim- a similar p- 
parallel in that in both of them the addressee will be the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But more on that later on inshallah. This is a very short surah, just eight ayat. The previous ayat, surah was also short, 11 ayat, but this is even shorter, just eight ayat. One of the shortest of the entire Qur'an. Yet, as far as its lessons are concerned, it's probably one of the heaviest surahs we're going to go through yet. It's one of the most you know, uh, rich and heavy surahs of the Qur'an when it comes to appreciating and loving the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The previous surah, at the end of it, had certain advice for the Messenger alayhi salatu wasallam. فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرْ وَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرْ These were imperatives. As for the orphan, then don't you know, be abrupt with him. And as for the, the one who asks you, then don't shrug him off, etc., etc. We talked about that last time. And then the final advice to the Messenger والسلام, was, وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ it, it ended with an imperative. Here also at the end, you find, first of all, you find the same fa sababiya. You find fa over there. فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ here you find فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ Same way, it's concluding in a similar fashion. There there were commandments given, two that were general, as far as dealing with the orphan and dealing with the one who asks. These are general advice which apply to all the Muslims. Of course the Messenger wasallam is being addressed in the singular, but he already practices this. So when you, get, when you hear in the Qur'an advice being given to the Messenger wasallam, which applies generally, it means he's not being told to do something that he isn't already doing, he's actually being told to do something and through him you're supposed to practice it. So the, the special commandment that was especially for him, that in, in a much less way applies to everybody else, but more so to him, was the exclusive ayah, وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ Mentioning the favor of your master, that ultimate favor of nubuwa, the ultimate favor of the Qur'an, the ultimate favor of being the final messenger of Allah wasallam, make mention of that favor. So فَحَدِّثْ That was the last commandment. Here also at the end, Allah gives imperatives and instructions to His Messenger wasallam. And we'll talk about the, the comparison between the last surah's commands, right? وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ where the commandment was to declare the favor of Allah and to speak about it. And because of that favor, give da'wah, really. Hadith to speak, not just mention the favor Allah has done to you, but also speak of this deen to now others. And if that favor is the Qur'an, then now speak the Qur'an to others. So it's really an instruction of da'wah also at the same time. On the one hand, this is a result of the favor. But there's another thing about favors. The other, the other side of it is feeling gratitude internally. And what do you do for yourself? Da'wah is for others. First and foremost, da'wah is something that benefits others. But in this surah, we'll learn what benefits yourself, or what is more pleasing to your own self. فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ وَإِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ And when, the, when we get to those ayat, we'll, we'll study that in more detail. From a linguistic and literary point of view, we find something really remarkable. In Arabic, you have this thing, you know, and it also occurs in other languages, where you have a negative you know, negative question sentence. Okay, it's a question and it's put in negative form. And we talked about that a little bit last time. For example, if I give you a worldly example before we come to Qur'an, if I say, didn't I tell you not to do that? If I say something like that, didn't I tell you not to do that? What does that really mean? It means, I told you not to do that. That's what it means. So even though I put it in the form of a question and I made it negative, what I mean by that is, I for sure tell you. I'm, I for sure told you not to do that. Okay? So if I say to you, didn't I tell you don't worry about it? That means, for sure, don't, I told you, don't worry about it, relax. Okay? Now Allah says, in the previous surah we found, أَلَمْ يَجِدْكَ يَتِيمًا Didn't He find you an orphan? Didn't he, what does that mean? 
قَدْ وَجَدَكَ يَتِيمًا He found you an orphan for sure. فَآوَى Here we find the very beginning similar format of a question. أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ Didn't we expand your chest for you? And we're going to talk about the tafsir of that later, but first appreciate there's this very similar ayah to أَلَمْ يَجِدْكَ يَتِيمًا right here in the beginning. أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ From the beginning, the middle of that surah to the beginning of this one, there's a direct connection. And then the next two ayat in the previous surah were both fi'il madhi. If you know a little bit about Arabic, وَوَجَدَكَ وَجَدَ Past tense. ضَالًا فَهَدَ وَوَجَدَ وَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَ Both of these are past tense verbs. So it goes from a question, rhetorical question format, immediately to a past tense kind of structure. This is the, from the linguistic analysis point of view. If you look at this surah, you find alam alam nashrah daka sadrak. This is again a question format, just like alam yajidka yatiman fa'awa. And then two ayat after this, or two statements really after this, three ayat that are both in past tense jumla khabariya format, just like the previous surah. So here you find wa wada'na anka wizrak alladhi anqadu dhahrak wa rafa'na laka dhikrak. So you find these two statements, past tense, past tense. Question format, past tense, past tense. Previous surah, question format, then past tense, then past tense. So structurally they're very, very similar. And even in the way the, the language is constructed. In the previous surah we found something really remarkable. We found, uh, Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى That for sure, the eventual is better for you than the, the former, the early. We talked about ula versus dunya last time, if you recall. In this surah, Allah gives him another consolation, sallallahu alayhi wa He says, فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى With every, roughly saying again, we're going to go into more detail when we get to the ayat. For sure, with every difficulty, there is ease. And there's tremendous ease actually. And for that same difficulty, there's even more tremendous ease. So in the previous surah, the future is getting easier. It's getting better. It's better for you. Here it's easier for you. So there was khayrun laka, and then here's yusr over here. Not only is it better for you, it's going to be easier for you too. You know how generally in the world something is better for you, but it may not necessarily mean that it's easy? Right? It could be better for you, but it's going to be harder for you. But in the Messenger's case, وسلم, Allah guaranteed what is coming is better for you. And now He's guaranteeing what is coming is also easy. Both of those gifts, one gift in the previous surah, the other gift in this surah, to the Messenger wasallam. Similarly, in the previous surah, uh, and this will come under more discussion this time, وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًّا And he found you seeking. He found you desperately seeking. We don't translate that as lost. But really the implication of lost, someone who's lost is seeking their way. فَهَدَى Then he guided you. Then he guided you. In this surah, the very beginning is, when you know when somebody's lost, they're disturbed. They're not at rest. They're not calm. You could tell from their face they're looking for something. They're looking, right? But when they find it, what happens to them? They become calm. So the previous surah said, He found you seeking and guided you. And this surah begins, Alam nashrah laka sadrak. Did we expand your chest? The expansion of the chest is to put someone's mind at ease, put someone's heart at ease. Didn't we give you ease? Didn't we give your chest relaxation? Didn't we do that already for you? Meaning, this is again explaining the guidance that Allah had given to His Messenger. In the previous surah, Allah's promise, وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Soon your Lord will grant you immensely. Then you will be pleased. فَتَرْضَى Now look in this surah, Allah shows us what He's going to grant. He says, وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ And we elevated your mention for you. And we'll talk about how Allah elevated the mention of His Messenger What does it mean that Allah elevated His mention? 
And why is that so important? And it's a great grant, a gift from Allah to His beloved Messenger wasallam. Finally, in this surah, we, you know, we, we get a parallel between the internal and the external work of a believer. And this is going to be a main theme of this surah. And we'll find that balance in the life of Rasulullah What I mean by that is, you know, da'wah, giving, you know, teaching the people, right? Helping people, standing up for justice. These are things our messenger did, alayhi salatu for sure. You would call these things, you know, dealing with the people. Da'wah is dealing with the people, teaching is dealing with the people, standing up for justice means you have to deal with the people, right? You have to confront society. But there's another dimension, a dimension in which you cut yourself off from people and you just worship Allah Azza wa There's two different sides of the personality of a da'i. And sometimes there's an imbalance between them. In the previous surah, the surah ended, وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ حَدِّثْ لِلنَّاسِ Talk, you know, mention the favor of your master to who? To the people. In other words, he was directed to address humanity. At the end of this surah, Allah asks him to, to cut off from humanity and now turn to him. فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ وَإِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ So there's two directions, two you know, objectives of the same man وسلم, and we'll study the balance between these two objectives. So now with these few parallels, as some of the ulama commented, the, the relationship between Surah Al-Duha and Surah Al-Inshirah فَهُوَ أَظْهَرُ مِنَ الشَّمْسِ It's more obvious than the sun. How, how connected these two surahs are to each other. So we begin inshaAllah ta'ala with the first ayah. أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ You know, in Arabic you could have said أَلَمْ نَفْضَحْ أَلَمْ نَبْصُطْ أَلَمْ نُحِلَّ أَلَمْ نَكْشِفْ أَلَمْ نَنْشُطْ We could have used any number of verbs that all mean opening or expanding. But the specific one used in this ayah is شَرْح. شَرْح. In more contemporary language, sharh is used when you explain a book, like the sharh of this book, or the sharh of that poem, right? And sharh really means to open up the meaning of something which in and of itself was complex. That's one way in which you can understand the word sharh. It opens up the meaning of something that was otherwise complex. Ibn al-Faris was a great linguist among our salaf. He argues there are two fundamental components to the meaning of the word sharh. Number one, to open something, literally also, to open something or expand something. And secondly, to clarify something, to clarify something. I'll go through the meanings now and we'll talk about their implications on the ayah, especially on the Messenger ﷺ as we go further. In Arabic idiom, you know, in the, in the uh, what's called in Arabic uh, studies, it's called ilm al-bayan, where you study figures of speech. There's a figure of Arabic speech, sharah Allahu lahu sadrahu, okay? That Allah expanded his chest for him. What that literally means is, Allah put his mind at ease. Or, you know, شَرَحَ uh, sadri, He put my mind at ease. He put me, you know, he put my chest and relaxed it for me. Now, the word sadr, I'm not literally translating as chest. I'm talking about mind because in the English figure of speech, that's what we use. But we'll discuss, have a discussion specifically about the word sadr in a little bit, inshaAllah ta'ala. Let's look at something that the scholars of the past have said about this ayah. First of all, شرح الصدر صره به وطيب به نفسه كأنه أوسع من صدره وفصح له في متنفسه What this simply means is the one whose chest has been opened is very happy with whatever situation is before him. It may be a situation, it may be a thing that was given to him, but he's very happy with it. And he, before it, he was at unrest and now because of it, he's completely content and happy. And so when Allah says to His Messenger وسلم, أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ What this implies is, the Messenger is enormously content. 
completely satisfied with what has been given to him sallallahu alaihi wasallam there's no want for more there's no you know there's no uh, void left in the heart of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam is completely satisfied with what Allah has given to him uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala now ma'na shadh fathuhu bi idhhabi ma yasuddu anil idrak very important meaning as shaukani writes rahimahullah he says the opening of the chest implies that any barrier between the true knowledge true meaning of the message that Allah has given him any of those barriers have been removed and this is a very important concept in other words you know dictation when you give somebody dictation it doesn't necessarily mean they understand what you wrote made them write down like if a teacher is teaching in a class and he says write this down and he gives them this whole big paragraph and the students are in third grade they have no idea what they wrote down but they wrote it all down receiving the message is one thing understanding it is another thing when you receive it and you understand it your chest has been opened so by using this word we're learning not only did the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam receive the revelation but he also best understood the revelation Allah opened his chest to its understanding also and any barriers they may have been for him to understand the revelation were removed so this is one of the the, the beautiful implications of sharh as-sadr for now wal istifham idha dakhala ala nafi qarrarahu this is very important concept in arabic language when you put a language when you put a question on a negative statement alam nashrah laka sadrak didn't we expand our chest and i said this in the beginning qarrarahu this is a means of emphasizing it thoroughly meaning allah is saying for sure i expanded your chest for you and to put it in a rhetorical form is to make one become more grateful okay so the giver of gifts when he put instead of saying i did you a favor if he says didn't i do you a favor the intent of that is to make the one you're talking to even more grateful even more uh, remember oh i'm not appreciating as much what i should have been appreciating this for, first of all sets the frame of the tone for the entire surah allah azza wa jalla is going to give his messenger consolation the point of this entire surah till the end is actually to to support psychologically spiritually to for allah to support his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam so it begins in this supporting tone didn't i take care of you already didn't i expand your chest for you didn't i put your put your chest at ease these are the implications thus far wa inma khassa as-sadr li'annahu mahalla mahallu ahwal an-nafs min al-'ulum subhanallah and allah did not say he expanded you for your nafs for you he said sadr he especially highlighted as-sadr what other word could have been used here you could have said alam nashrah laka qalbak but that would be incorrect didn't we expand your chest well later on we will read that a lot of the mufassirun that are you know that quickly uh, cite the athar other texts that are similar in making tafsir of this ayah a lot of them comment that sharh as-sadr ay shaq al-qalb meaning you know when the angel came in the childhood time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the angels came and he was you know there were children playing there and they opened his chest and they washed his heart they may in tafsir of this ayah they said this is what it's referring to didn't we expand your chest for you is when they cleaned his heart another occasion when the messenger's heart was cleaned sallallahu alaihi wasallam is at the occasion of al-mi'raj that's another occasion at which the heart of the messenger was cleaned sallallahu alaihi wasallam adhan is at 8:15 15 it's on nine today okay so it's time now for the adhan mashallah so we'll, inshallah ta'ala we'll, we'll uh, continue our study of the first ayah of surah al-inshirah after the salah subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk